one more item. Here's something a lot of us have in common. Broken appliances, broken air conditioner, broken down heating system, broken down washer dryer, broken down refrigerator. And if you're a homeowner, you know just how expensive it is to get one of those things fixed, let alone what happens if more than one appliance breaks down at the same time. Well, if you're a homeowner, you can get all of your appliances on a warranty plan that guarantees protection for all of your home appliances in case they break down. And best of all, it will only cost you about a dollar a day. Call the Home Service Club at 800-264-3168, 800-264-3168. The call is free, and if you're one of the first 25 callers, your first month membership in the Home Service Club will also be free. Home Service Club, warranty plan, Guarantees protection for all of your appliances for less than a dollar a day. 800-264-3168. 800-264-3168. Hi, this is Charlotte Ray, and you're listening to TV Confidential. At Robertson author guest Larry Strauss. Larry Strauss, opinion columnist for USA Today and the author of more than 12 books, one of which, The Facts of My Life, Larry co-authored with his mother, actress Charlotte Ray. We will talk about The Facts of My Life later on this segment. Larry Strauss has also taught high school English in South Los Angeles since 1992. He has also worked with at-risk teenagers and first-generation college-bound students from distressed communities, plus he understands the politics and complexities of school systems, schools, and classrooms. We've been talking about the challenges of teaching in an era of COVID-19 and how certain elements of the classroom and the very nature of what constitutes a school itself cannot be replicated by way of distance learning. You can follow Larry Strauss on Twitter at Larry Strauss. Two things. One, it speaks to what we talked about at the beginning of our conversation, which is just as no two kids are the same, just as no two students are the same, no two teachers are the same. Some some have it in them and they make the conscious choice to go the extra mile beyond the seven or eight days they're supposed to teach that day. And not everyone, I dare say, would take the extra mile as you did to, you know, go to the student's home, especially during this time. But it also touches on what we talked about, Larry, in that a capital S school is more than just the physical structure. And yet at the same time, that physical structure can be the commonality where, as, as you say, kids come to pick up books, to, to pick up devices. And it's sort of a common touch point between them and their fellow oh, yeah. classmates and their teachers. Oh, absolutely. As I said, I was teaching at uh, a local school, Venice High School, over the summer. And um, I don't know if you if you read my last op-ed, there's a picture of me in a hallway. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you noticed that. My wife actually shot it. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> my, editor, my editor asked me the day before they were publishing, can you get a picture of you at school on the empty campus? And I said, well... You know, I could go down to my regular school, but I said, how about, you know, I'm teaching at, uh, I'm teaching at nearby for the summer. You know, how's that? She's like, fine, whichever, either way. So we go, and um, we're looking, we're actually going to shoot it outside. But uh, a security guy saw us, and, of course, you know, he's like, can I help you? What's the... And I said, uh, I said, well, I'm a teacher. And he looked at me like, I haven't seen you before. I said, well, you know, I said, just summer school. <laughs> and then he was like curious, like, okay, why are you here? So anyway, I, but I, you know, we explained it to him. And then he got all excited. And he opened the, 
or truant around campus. And he said, they're still here. <laughs> I was like, what? He said, he said, kids come all the time. They just come to the campus. They're just they're wandering around the campus. You just see them all the time. And he said, and most of them aren't up to anything. It's just like a place. Yeah. Like, uh, they need that familiarity. They'll, they'll meet their friends. and they'll, you know, It's like a meeting point. Or, and he just says, it's like constantly seeing these kids. You know, it's like I don't see when school's in session here. I hardly don't see you as much as I do now. Larry Strauss is on the line with us. Larry has taught high school English in South Los Angeles since 1992. He has also worked with at-risk teenagers and first-generation college-bound students from distressed communities and has mentored and trained teachers on both the East Coast and the West Coast, some of whom were once students in Larry's classroom. Larry Strauss, also an opinion columnist for USA Today, plus he has written more than a dozen books, including Students First and Other Lies, Now's the Time, and The Facts of My Life. Larry co-authored The Facts of My Life with his mother, actress Charlotte Ray, while the audiobook edition of Now's the Time is narrated by Kim Fields of The Facts of Life. You can follow Larry Strauss on Twitter at Larry Strauss. I have to tell you, I loved The Facts of My Life, the book you wrote with Charlotte Ray. Um, and what I loved the most about it was... I would say the front matter, I mean, which is the story of her stage career, which is really the story of Charlotte Ray's acting career in a lot of respects. Oh, yeah. She was a passionate stage actor. She actually went to, she went to college, you know, Northwestern, uh, wanting to be a serious actress, mm -hmm. wanted to do Chekhov and Shakespeare and, and uh, the Greek plays and Ibsen and... William Inge, and the roles that she cherished the most really were Come Back Little Sheba, I remember. She did that one summer when mm -hmm. I was a kid. She was so proud of that, and, and, and Samuel Beckett, Endgame. But, you know, what she discovered when she was at Northwestern was that she was funny. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, mean, I don't think she knew she was funny. I, you know, she had an old, old, sort of an overbearing older sister who used to just tell her she was stupid, you know. You know, when you have sisters, they just criticize you. Yeah. But she discovered she was funny. And her and Paul Lynn were like the stars of that campus, mm -hmm. you know, in a comedic way. I mean, yes. they did these sketches and, you know. So she had this, you know, she had this talent and ability. And she was very happy to share that. She loved to make people laugh. Um, and, and, you know, the, the, the thing about great comedy is the greatest comedic performances really are given by really great actors. Like when you see when you see Meryl Streep do a funny scene, it's really funny. Mm -hmm. Not because she's uh, yeah, she's not a joke teller and she's not but because she knows how to get into that character and the reality of her performance is what makes it funny. Same with Al Pacino. Al Pacino can be hilarious, but you know, he can obviously his roles are often very serious, but it's you know the quality of the acting. So she was very proud of that, and uh, she loved doing the facts of life. Yeah, and I mean it was she helped create it. Mm -hmm. She helped create the character, and she always fought so hard for the integrity of the character and the show. And I don't know if you remember from the book, but she actually she named the character. She, she gave her the first name Edna after a woman who had really inspired her. Uh, 
daughter was briefly the girlfriend of my brother, who was um, autistic and mm-hmm. schizophrenic. And, you know, that it meant so much to her that my brother had had a relationship and that she, was, she shared a camaraderie with the girl's mother, even though the girl's mother came from a very different world. She lived, she's, uh, lived a very meager existence, worked in a canning factory, for uh, one of the food processing companies and you know but they they had such a such a bond together because of their children that she named the character after her and you know, she loved working with the girls and having them seeing them grow up and she really cherished a relationship with them uh, but at the same time the, the years of that show were very frustrating for her as an actress yeah you know I, I won't lie I mean she was very she was she really wanted to do more. She I wanted to act more, and, and it was the the char- playing that character. It was so easy for her. It was it was not wasn't challenging enough. She wanted to be challenged. What what I remember them. I talked to Charlotte just the one time, and what I remember from her is one. She could tell that I had read the book, and and she appreciated that but she was she was flattered and almost surprised that i asked a lot about her stage career and not yeah. so much her tv career mm-hmm. because you know she 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 just expected that i would ask a lot of facts of life questions and yeah i'm sure she appreciated that <laughs> uh, really she always appreciated you know people sometimes when people would approach her in public they would make it clear to her like this wasn't about the tv shows yeah so. Like, I, I saw you in Pickwick in 1966, and she's like, oh, my God, the show closed after six performances. Yeah. <laughs> you saw one of them. <laughs> my stock and trade line is Facts of Life was an important chapter of her life, but it's just one chapter, and it doesn't it doesn't define who she is. No, was. Yeah, no, no, not at all. Yeah. It was, you know, look, she loved being famous, and, I mean, she also, you know, I'm sure... I'm sure everyone who has that experience, you know, sees it as, as a blessing and a curse. Mm-hmm. And we, I was actually with her in uh, the Sistine Chapel. And, um, in uh, what year was that? It was during, I believe it was during the, sh- it was like early 80s. Uh, and sh- uh, they, when you, if you haven't been there, when they, they you know, they, they usher you through as a group, as a big crowded mass of people. Mm-hmm. And then they give you, I don't know, five minutes in there to just, you know, behold that great work of art on the ceiling. And we walk in, and there's just total silence. And everyone's just like looking at this masterpiece, trying to take it all in. And uh, suddenly we hear these little murmurs. And little giggles and murmurs. And we both turn and look, and there are all these teenage girls, Americans, I assume, who are not looking at the ceiling. <laughs> it's Mrs. Garrett. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it was, it was a little horrifying for her, actually. Yeah. I mean, you, you understand it. They're kids, and, you know, but she felt, in a way, she felt bad. Yeah. She'd robbed them. She should have worn a disguise. <laughs> <laughs> the 
Facts of My Life by Charlotte Ray and Larry Strauss, available hardcover, paperback, and as an ebook through BearManorMedia.com, Amazon.com, wherever books are sold online. Larry Strauss, opinion columnist for USA Today and a high school teacher for the Los Angeles Unified School District since 1992. You can follow Larry on Twitter at Larry Strauss. You mentioned that as we record this conversation next week, you will start the fall semester, so you'll be busy planning your classes. But whether you're uh, planning another column for USA Today or are you planning another book? In, do you have another book in the works? I have a novel coming out uh, sometime early next year. Um, where right now I'm, the, I'm working with the editor on it. We're doing some final revisions on it. It's called Light Man and the Roach Lady. And actually, the, the one of the characters is inspired by my mother. Okay. It's a, a, a woman besieged by her life <laughs> in, in New York, early 1970s, dystopian New York, mm-hmm. who, uh, and her, her, the frustrations of her aborted acting career uh, because of her the demands of her children. And uh, she answers a cattle call audition for an insecticide. <laughs> becomes a folk hero in New York City as the Roach Lady. <laughs> um, but that's just part of the story. She's actually not the protagonist. She's, she's one of the other characters. And um, I'm working on a YA novel right now. It'll be my first YA book. I've been working with teenagers for a long time, but I've never actually written anything specifically. Well, I audience. and I would imagine, you know, 30 years of working with inner-city teenagers, that gives you gravitas you know, when you write, uh, oh, you know. yeah, yeah. A little bit. I, just, uh, <laughs> a little bit. I mean, for a guy I'm, of my age, yeah. But you know, it's interesting when I when I've trained teachers who were in their early twenties, I find all the time that I'm explaining to them what teenagers are like, yeah, which is kind of bizarre. <laughs> were teenagers only a few years before, but you know, I realized at one point that when you are a teenager, that for most of us, when we're teenagers, we're unconscious. We're just trying to survive. We're in a constant state of crisis. And so we have no perspective. And so five years later, we don't have that much wisdom about teenagers. Whereas when you work with them every day, or if you're a parent and you've dealt with and you've gone through that experience with them, you know, it gives you much more insight than often than your own experience. Um, but uh, I'll be, I don't know, I don't know what my next column will be. But uh, I will, you know, stay tuned for that. <laughs> so I'm also uh, finishing up a, an adaptation along with the guy I write scripts with, the guy I write movies with, mm-hmm. Andrew Wagner, who's a, who's a, he's a director. He'll be directing it. Mm-hmm. We can, uh, we can uh, if, all, if everything goes right, it's called The Radius of Us, based, actually based on a YA novel. Uh, really good story. The Radius of what? The Radius of Us. Oh, the radius of us. Okay. Radius of us by Marie Marcourt, which uh, we were uh, brought on to adapt, and we're we're almost finished. We're like an asymptote. I don't know if you remember that. I remember. I'm not really a mathematician, but I remember. I always remember the in geometry, an asymptote is a. It's um. It's like a curved. It's like a. Like a curve that hugs the uh, y-axis and the x-axis. I forget what the formula for it is, but it keeps getting closer and closer to the axis, but it never actually gets there. You know, it just keeps 
Yeah. But <laughs> we're almost there, but we're not. So hopefully soon. Well, when Lightman and the Roach Lady comes out, uh, I hope you'll come back and visit us on TV Confidential. Oh, absolutely. Thank you very much. Larry Strauss is an opinion columnist for USA Today. He is also the author of more than a dozen books, including Students First and Other Lies. Now's the time and the facts of my life. You can follow Larry Strauss on Twitter at Larry Strauss. Greg Airbar will join us for a DVD report next on TV Confidential. You can now listen to TV Confidential on your smart speaker by just saying, Alexa, play TV Confidential. Enabling our Alexa skill is easy. To find out how, go to televisionconfidential.com slash Alexa. Hello, this is Robert Wagner, and you are listening TV Confidential. 45 Years of the Rockford Files, revised 3rd edition. The complete history of the Rockford Files on television, now completely updated with more than 20 new interviews, additional photographs, and a whole lot more. 45 Years of the Rockford Files, available now at rockford45.com, rockford45.com. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash tvconfidential, or at TV Confidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.